My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. <laughs> brains splitting off in so many different directions <laughs> that no one has the answers to. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, and we are continuing our adventures in the world of X-Force slash Ecstatics. We're in X-Force 119. Uh, we're saving a kid from an evil science thing, Gary. Mm-hmm. Evil science thing. And on the cover, we have dialogue. Yeah. Uh, that's a great like little retro touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, the dialogue here is good. Yeah. Orphan quick. I'm seeing, gonna have, I've got to be yeah. on Leno in five. And then, of course, yeah. if I pull the wrong wrong wire, uh, this kid will die. Um, the boy dies. The boy dies. Yeah. Very good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And let's uh, let's get right into it. We ended on that little cliffhanger. Let's see how this works out. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so, which is uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> Things are bad initially. Everything is, nothing good is happening. So our, our team is still fighting off everybody while a uh, guy slash the orphan has to make a decision about which wire to put. Edie is basically just about to fall asleep, but she, she can barely stay up mm-hmm. even with her little, uh, um, ampules when St. Yeah. Anna gets hurt, she gets shot. Um, and yep. fat catches her with her fat hand. Um, and it's pretty much the only people actually out there fighting is now vivisector and the anarchist. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's, a, as he's deciding, you know, uh, fat says like, Anna's still breathing. Check out vivisector geek on the rampage. Uh, and he's like a werewolf in Chuck Taylor's, uh, you know, <laughs> the hell with Hamlet to hell with Wittgenstein. Uh, I want blood and pain. Are you watching me? Pa? Yeah. As he's just like coated in blood, shredding, people uh, hulking out. out. Yeah. Super cool. It's like the, uh, the kid in uh, Christmas story when he goes nuts and punches the bully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So, um, weird pull yeah. for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, car. you know, I just, I don't know. I was thinking about that. Um, you know, <laughs> very just, weird uh, pool like christmas story is i don't know i don't mm-hmm. well it's, it's october 16th is the season oh jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> the, it's, not, uh, it's not christmas yet butterfield <laughs> dial it down <laughs> uh edie is falling asleep she's like no this is a psychological phenomenon that happens with new leadership um you know where you get indecisive and like uh this is real serious you know diego says like you can't we can just go like let's just get out of here uh you know we'll uh let's just take him you know uh with us he'll have a better chance he'll get the health care they needs um and uh he dies as well um so wrapping up that question just and just uh, real quick like yeah. he, he meant leave him here because he would have a better chance of being literate oh, and the yeah. healthcare system is better there than it is here so, yes like in, in uh, Pastrona, and, yeah, yeah um, in cuba stand in and yes, yeah, so, and they, he gets shot, so he drops dead, and now it's up to uh, the orphan, who 
realizes the only way that he can understand, he can really start feeling which one is which, is if he removes the suit that protects him away, protects him from his abilities. Uh, so he's yeah. literally undressing in front of this child on the on the thing, and like has to throw part of his outfit on top of Dupe's camera to make sure that none of that gets like out. Yeah, uh, Edie wakes up just briefly to see his gigantic schlong. Excellent. Uh, you know, maybe that's why they made you number one. I assume that since he's naked, it's talking about his big dick. But maybe he just has one gigantic ball or something. Um, hard to tell. Um, but he needs to be sensitive to kind of feel back into where this uh, wire is going into his head. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and he, I, I always like the the Mister Sensitive narration when he's in sensitive mode, you know, he can feel the wire digging down to his head, you know, digging through this blood and protein, you know, uh, like, listen, I cried when I found out about your parents, I'm here for you. And by kind of reaching out and being empathetic, he picks the right wire. Yes. Um, Edie is barely awake at this point and Tyke yells her like Edie, take us home. Um, and she has power for one last teleport. But instead of teleporting them back to uh, X-Force headquarters, we are in a uh, like a rural house in the Ozarks. Yes. Um, which we quickly learn is going to be um, Edie's, Edie's home, which someone said, take me home. Uh, but before that, we have to deal with some of our characters freaking out a little bit. So Vivisect is like, hey, I, we're sorry I got a, little, got a little into it back there. That was my fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... You know, like the it fat kind of messes with them a little bit, but uh, Anarchist quickly shuts that down. Meanwhile, Saint Anna is dying and demands that uh, the orphan carry this ring that she's wearing back to her father, whom she never she never got a chance to meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and she she shows you know she's like do it or I'll haunt you, I'll haunt your children and your children's children. Um, and then she lets go and she dissolves into like smoke. Um, actually ends up in his lungs. Uh, he like coughs and hacks as she goes inside him. This will pay off a little bit later. Um, but he's lost two members of the team on his first mission. Yes. And uh, some people come out of the uh, the house. Um, they ask to use their phone and they're like, oh, look, it's our Edie. And they see Edie on the ground. Um, and, and, and everyone's, out. you know, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Edie isn't up just yet, but everybody is kind of losing it. And, you know, Orphan's like, you said to take us home. Um, and we see a young girl who's like, who's that lady? And they say, that's your big sister. You're too young to remember her. Um, and the orphan immediately picks up that that's her daughter. You know, the face, those eyes, the mix of hard and soft. What did she say? I've left so much behind. Yeah. You know, so this is a scenario where she had a baby and left her baby to be raised by her mother, um, you know, to go off and be an X-Force. Edie wakes up and realizes where she is and then immediately tells, teleports them to Sunset, um, which, of course, is not mm-hmm. their their HQ, but it's, clo- it's closer than her home. Uh, this Paco, who is a dumbass kid, immediately runs into traffic. Uh, how pa- <laughs> how Paco <laughs> sur- survived this long, I have no idea. <laughs> Paco's mutant power. He's like a reverse Darwin. Uh, like he's just like immediately trying to get killed. Um, the, uh, you know, the orphan uh, saves him at this point and says like how about we go on a walk um everybody kind of splits up rather than going and checking back in yeah and uh this is this ends up being important um you know Edie checks herself in uh to a detox center um you know she's kind of rock bottomed about this like she's really freaked out about visiting her home everybody's seeing her roots and just she took like a billion ampules 
Uh, but know? at the same time, like that, this is all a ruse at the, while she's doing it because, like, they're they said yeah. we, we stuck her here, so we didn't want people to know. We didn't want our enemies to realize that she was having problems with her teleport. Like, it's easier to say that she has this problem. Um, so it's lies all around. Like, and I, I can't imagine yeah. that if she is actually has some sort of addiction problem that it's actually given her any help if she has to lie for the reason she's there. Right? Totally. Um, and totally. this is where Coach demands of the orphan of like, where's Paco? Like, you know, we yeah. told you to go get him. You know, now you have to give him to us, and 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 orphan is is kind of refusing, and he's like like questioning what you need him for, what they need him for. Um, yeah, I love this line where he's like, "Where is he?" He goes, "He's safe," and he says, "I didn't expect him to be hanging by his fingernails from a tall building." <laughs> you know, where I asked where he was, not whether he was safe. You know, uh, but Mister Sensitive, like, you can't really lie to Mister Sensitive. Uh, he can tell when people are being untoward. You know, uh, he basically says, you know, he's been through so much. Uh, you know, loses his parents. He went through that whole thing. He was rescued by us. And Coach keeps pushing it. Like, that's not our problem. You have to bring the kid back. You know, you know, why do we need to do that? And then Coach basically throws up his hands and says, you know, our financiers wanted to keep this quiet. Uh, but Pablo, and he gets corrected, no, he's Paco. Like, you know, he's seeing him as a person. You know, the name of this issue is like, what's one life? Yeah. Um, he's like, what Paco can do, it's not just that he causes explosions. He's basically a walking medicine chest. Like his DNA, his blood, his spit, everything about him uh, can be used to help cure diseases. That's why we have to get him back from the communist, you know? So we can make money from him. So we can, like the pharmaceutical companies are going to harvest him. It's called free enterprise, guy. Come on, yeah, catch up. Um, and you know, obviously, guy has kind of a problem with this. Like instantly, he's like, "Well, you know, that's what, what about the kid? Like, what are you going to do?" And you know, the coach is like, "Well, he's going to, you know, I, I kind of figured that eh. this might happen. So uh, we have a contingency plan. Say hello to smoke um, and this giant yep. smoke monster." breaks through the window he's got giant red eyes and it's super creepy and i just when coach says say hello to smoke and smoke says and goodbye to your health which cracks me the yeah. fuck up <laughs> uh smoke is joined by uh succubus who is like a demon lady mm-hmm. uh here and he basically says like here here's the thing once this is through paco isn't going to be in any shape you know, people who know more about this say that to get the maximum yield out of him, well, it's going to require a sacrifice. Yes. Uh, you know, he basically knew that Orphan was not going to like just put this kid up on a platter. Yeah. You know, um, you know, he's basically, you know, Smoke and Succubus are fighting Orphan um, and the team uh, bust in the rest of the team, Anarchist, Vivisector and Fat says like, no guy does have a choice in the matter. He's our leader and we have an admittedly archaic yet nonetheless profound attachment. <laughs> Uh, to him, Vivis <laughs> Hector says. He's like the me. beast. Uh, yeah. Um, so they get into a fight uh, yep. with Smoke and Succubus. And and the, yeah. throughout the entire time, like, Guy is trying to stop it. He's, I mean, immediately it's like, stop it, stop it. Killing each other won't ha- won't save anything. Like, and the coach is like, you know, he's right. Like, he he's going to make the right decision here because if he he's the leader, he knows what this happens. Like, like this is one life against millions of lives that could be saved. You know what you, you know what you need to do. Yep. Uh, and we cut over to Buenos Aires as he has gone. Um, he's dressed up like Hulk when Hulk went into hiding in the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh, red hat and the, the black coat um, and talking to St. Anna's father, um, you know, basically saying, you know, I could tell I didn't know your daughter very well, but she was a good person. As he's doing so, he sneezes uh, into his face and sprays her like soul all over him Real quick. Uh, as part of her powers. 
I'm curious in the in the panel in the second panel on this page, like he's looking at the poor kids that Saint Anna's dad works with, and they're all like photographs mm-hmm. that have been you know obviously like photoshopped in or edited into this thing. Like, mm-hmm. is is one of these kids like the little brother from Malcolm in the Middle, or am I just like seriously projecting? Is the one in the upper right is that? Dewey? Yeah, is that, that Dewey? Does look a lot like Dewey, man. Like it could be. We got a Dewey sighting. Because I was thinking, like, well, why would they put these kids here? But I can't recognize any of the other ones. Um, so I don't know if they're all TV stars or if maybe these are all, like, the artist baby pictures or something. Like, somebody was doing a little, having a little fun. But it just, that looks so much like Dewey, right? Yeah, we got a lot. We got a big Dewey energy right here. <laughs> so if you're fans of Dewey. Don't don't like that. <laughs> if, you, if you zoom in, uh, no, I was going to say it looks less like Dewey, but it looks more like Dewey. Yeah. So, oh, believe you know, me, I've been the, zooming in, Gary. Believe me. <laughs> the Dewey factor. We got a Dewey factor of 12. Um, yeah, it's Dewey. So that explains what happened after the uh, Malcolm verse. Yes. Yeah. The MCU. You know? Yeah. The, the 615. <laughs> um, Cinematic the, Universe. <laughs> Uh, this so guy feels like this her soul leaving the body, and obviously like the dad is is kind of freaking out there, standing there with a smile on his face, and she, he says you know he's he was able to see her and see her entire lifetime, and he's so grateful for this because he thinks it's a gift, and of course you know guy says it's not my gift, it's it's Anna's, and but I I will take you I, I do need some help, and he introduces Paco now we're in a dupe shirt to Saint Anne's dad, so he's basically mm-hmm. hiding him out from the world. Yep, he's at a rough time. Uh, he needs a home, he needs a family, and he needs love. And uh, the father says, we all need that. Yes. Um, so so Guy made the right decision. Saved Paco. Um, we cut over to uh, Eddie, and who's here, but Axel Clooney, a.k.a. Zeitgeist. Um, you know, he's saying that, like, no, you know, I didn't actually die. What you thought was my intestines was just chopped liver and plasticine. It was all staged. Yeah. You know, I miss you. I miss you. I've been burning for you. And then she, he pukes all over. Her. Uh, this is a dream sequence. Yes. Um, and she wakes up to find a uh, coach creeping on her, mm-hmm. uh, sitting here, just watching her sleep as you do. Very creepy. Um, yeah. she punches him across the face. And that's when he shows her these videos of this um, mom and dad basically describing what Guy Smith looked like. Like he was born with those antennas. Um, he was a really weird kid. Uh, he was, you know, super strange. And Coach says, well, these are Guy's parents. He's like, but I thought Guy was an orphan. Well, I did too. Like this could be a huge marketing problem for us. Like this is going to be a public yeah. relations nightmare. Yep. These these people spent seven years in jail for attempted murder. But they say that Guy started the fire. Yeah. You know, they're willing to take a lie detector about this. Um, and Coach says, basically, we have to attack him. We have to go after him from all angles. You know, he knows that Guy has gone rogue uh, and he's trying to turn Eddie against or Edie against him. Yes. You know, and basically says, like, how, you know, we have to get rid of him. You know, I'm going to speak plainly. We have to kill him, kill, destroy, slaughter him. Just take the life of uh, I made a mistake. You should be leader. How much do you want it? Uh, tempting her into it. And that's our end of our issue. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the next cover, Wolverine's on the cover. I know. I got uh, really excited. Yep, that's, uh, yep. he was, he's wearing all of his new X-Men gear. And I was like, hmm, I need to read that pretty quick. But I don't need to right yes. now because I'll forget it before <laughs> <Yeah>. the podcast. <laughs> yep. uh, I love I love the cover where he's like, I'm only doing this to boost sales. <laughs> uh, very funny. So Very cute. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like uh, this, you know, this just moves along briskly. I like, I, I like the fact that 
um, Guy Smith is has a little bit of morality to this and like this kind of immoral mm-hmm. area that he's in. Like it makes me really wonder what the fuck he's doing in X Force to begin with, like how he wound up here. And I'm I'm sure that we're going to explore a bunch of that. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, well, you get a lot of uh, in this. Like you you get a lot of. Uh, you know what what a hero means in this context like what does hero you know heroicism look like in capitalism like where everything has been co-opted and stuff it is a major theme of the book um and these characters being um a slightly later lighter shade of gray you know ends up being a really big part of it where like the characters in x x force or ecstatics are not good people you know but they're not absolute monsters like they're better than the system they're in yeah. and they're setting up this this contrast with people like coach or the people who are trying to uh harvest uh paco you know so i like it i do too this is this is super Good exciting shit. um it's really fun to read something like this that i've never read before like any time that you come stumble across like something a little weird and a little off kilter, but that is a hundred percent tailored for your, your taste that you've missed, somehow missed for like a decade. Like it's just feels so fucking good. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I wasn't reading this at the time so I could experience it all at once. And now, yes, I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's a, a thing too, where like, how unusual is this book in the context of comics? Oh yeah, totally. You know, like it just, there's a tone to this that again, I can see somebody having a real problem with, but there's a little bit of like a detached ironic tone to the dialogue that you just have to like, if you can get, if you can get down with it, if you can accept it, uh, it just feels like nothing else, like looks and feels like nothing else that's going on. And every issue so far has had like a really compelling cliffhanger at the end like it's really competent storytelling on top of having this really unique kind of tone and posture uh yeah i just i love it like i used to have um the comic book shop that i went to when i first moved out here um one of my first friends in portland karen of karen's comics uh ended up when she went out of business she let me buy things from diamond at cost nice um, and I bought the gigantic omnibus of this for like $50. Nice. Uh, and it was super, super cool. And then unfortunately, uh, the spine broke. Um, and I got rid of it. Cool story. But it just, uh, I, you know, I've, this, I, I love rereading this. Yeah. This is good stuff. Feeling good. Yeah. Will the next thing that we cover Wolverine and Havoc and Meltdown be nearly as good? That's not what we're going to cover next. I'm probably, just joking. Probably not going to cover that. Probably not. Probably not going to cover that. Don't yeah, say never. Joss Whedon or some shit. Yeah, not never, but I don't know what we'll do. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, not to yeah. worry about that right uh, now. There's plenty of other shit to worry about right now, Gary. What are we doing? Adding problems the, to the pile. We're several weeks away from the election. <laughs> um, yeah. the, I still want to do X-Men number one at some point. I think that'd be really fun, yeah, even though I want to rela- relentlessly yeah. roast it. Yeah. Um, just absolutely... Just really, just really nail its fifty-year-old yeah. ass to the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you like the show, go to Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV. Uh, we would really appreciate that. We would. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, give us some cash. Uh, it supports the entire network. Uh, supports a bunch of different shows. You get a bunch of exclusive content for doing that. That like just normal people can't do can't get uh mm-hmm. there's a ton and ton and ton of it uh go go check all of that stuff out leave ratings and reviews check us out on various services uh tell your friends about us all of that good business that would be very very much appreciated we'll be back uh with more x-force coverage in just a couple of days awesome awesome